Welcome to our next episode of Sunday Prep. Merry Christmas. Jim, how are you doing? Good, Father. Merry Christmas to you and to everyone. Um, you know, Father, I think most people probably know this, but maybe not everyone knows it, but Christmas is not a one-day feast, right? And it's not uh, even just a season, but there's something we celebrate called the octave of Christmas, right? So it's like a eight-day-long celebration of uh, the feast day of Christmas. So we're still technically in the octave, so we're right to say Merry Christmas. It's like Christmas Day today. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, every single day of this week is like uh, the Sunday. So that's why we call it octave. Every single day is the same. Uh, so, yeah, not only not only uh, Christmas, Christmas season, but also, you know, the very celebration of, of this. Um, so I hope, I hope that's how we all see it in the same way uh, and celebrate and uh, rejoice in that very time. Um, because this year, uh, you know, like every everything uh, is going pretty fast, and uh, I don't want. I hope nobody lost already the Chris Christmas, uh, you know, spirit. You know, just putting everything on the side already, Christmas decoration and everything, because like going to the store and everything. I know all is gone. <laughs> like the Christmas celebration in the stores was gone, and like yeah. no, that's not that's not what we Catholics do. So it's like St. So, Patrick's Day when you go to the store now. Yeah, what what season are we in now? <laughs> well, uh, not even not even St. Patrick's. It's actually the Valentine's Day. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's before. But uh, <laughs> still, we can probably get both uh, anyway. Uh, but no, we are still in the Christmas celebration, and um, you know this year because everything uh, falls on the weekends, uh, like the Christmas. Now we will have uh, this weekend celebration, which is uh, two very big celebrations for us. One is um, the New Year's uh, Day celebration, which we welcome the new year, and the second uh, in the church we celebrate on the first day of of the year. Uh, Mary, Mother of God, and um, and that's what we will celebrate this uh, this Sunday. And the ref the reflecting uh, the reflections um, on the readings uh, really bring that uh, very person that God chose uh, to our attention. But taking from the from the scriptures, all that we are uh, to hear, reflect upon, is actually what brings us to the gospel passage that we will hear. And um, I chose uh, specifically two sentences, very brief. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. You know, that very sentence, uh, all were amazed. Uh, I hope, to, and I chose it for a very specific reason, and we said it already. You know, the, the excitement of Christmas should not go away. <laughs> ever uh not only because of the christmas season but also uh throughout the year you know the amazement to be with god to to share that very presence with him this relationship that we have with him that should always amaze us um and what is being revealed to us uh through the year uh through our lifetime this is the word of god you know uh the powerful wor word of God that came into the flesh uh, revealed to us even more about the father of lights. Um, that always, for me, whenever uh, I read the scripture, and even as we are doing those videos, we see, uh, even we hear the same uh, gospel passage or some uh, 
passages from from the new testament or the old testament every single time there is something more to pull out from it there is something more that uh, enriches our life not only the outside but mostly um in our inside and um, that's why the amazement of the word of god should always be there um either in the sacraments or the word of god that's something that should always be there and i want to really strongly point that uh, because uh very often we will hear uh from people at least I do as a, as a priest. Oh, yes, uh, we heard it, Father. Yes, we know we should do this, we should do that. But for whatever reason, that amazement just wear off. And uh, hearing the same things or uh, experiencing the same things, yeah, everyone is like, like, oh, like a rain comes and goes. Um, and that's, what, that's something that should not be, uh, especially for, for us, his children. I mean, what kind of uh, father or mother uh, just, all right, let it go. Okay, they are my children, whatever, whatever. Or the opposite, the children towards their parents. I mean, the love grows every day, doesn't, doesn't wear off. So that's why, that's why I want to uh, point that to all of us and myself too, to always have that amazement of what I hear from, from God either through shepherds from, from the Gospels we hear, or the apostles, or the prophets from the Old Testament. I want to pray, pray to God always that this amazement will be. But also the second sentence uh, that Mary uh, what was described, what was she doing when she heard all these things, uh, should bring us really to, to that very reflective, a prayerful, uh, time when we hear the word of God and I know like in the church we will hear uh, one of us uh, meaning my of myself or father Zeke, you know talking in the homily but that should not be the end of it that should be actually the beginning hearing the word uh, the word of God hearing a, a reflection that the priest has to give and then on our own that that amazement should continue and uh, be brought into into the family uh, family presence, right? Reflecting, talking about it, not just uh, close the door behind, uh, leaving the church. And word of God is there on the one side, and I'm on the other side. And so, the image of Mary, Mother of God, in the beginning of the year, should be always uh, the same image for us, uh, taking, absorbing all that is given to us, and enrich us from within, uh, and so that we will be able to give more to the outside. Um, there is no other way uh, to do it, uh, no matter how much we will try or twist words or whatever we'll try to do. Uh, just a simple thing, just going uh, going to fix a car, uh, for example. If I don't know which uh, screw to take, uh, the whole engine can fall down, right? Well, that's what can happen with our spirituality, right? Uh, pull one string or something comes up from the world and you know everything <laughs> slides down and that's not what we want and definitely we don't want to lose the grace and the call to live eternal life right and so my dear friends i want to point out to, uh, to you and myself uh, that we the amazement of the word of god at the beginning of this year uh, to reflect upon it and try do your best to bring, the, bring it every single time you hear the word of God, then you reflect upon it, then you pray uh, so that the relationship grows. And then at the same time, you know, be like Mary, 
absorb all this and reflect and share that uh, when the time is needed. So that's where my mind is going. That's uh, what I'm reminding myself and you as well. And uh, now I'm giving the microphone because I'm starting to wobble. (laughs) Well, no, Father, that's fantastic because I had uh, two thoughts and uh, you basically hit both of the points. So I don't really have much to add here. So um, no, I, I think that's fantastic. I think you know, um, one image that comes to mind that maybe I'll try to draw just a little bit is in that the um, first part that you highlighted, all who heard it were amazed by what had been told to them by the shepherds, right? And so the scene is one that's kind of familiar to us, right? So the angel appears to the shepherds, um, uh, conveys that the, the good news that the savior of the world, the son of God has been born and he's in Bethlehem and go find him, <laughs> right? And so they go on a little journey and ah, there he is, right? And they have this kind of beautiful nativity scene of Mary and Joseph just kind of quietly by the manger. And it looks like everything that's on our kitchen tables and it's fantastic. Um, but the, the verbiage is interesting, right? Because um, the gospel writer, St. Luke, he says, all who heard it were amazed, right? Kind of relaying what the angels have said. Who are the all? I mean, it's the, the the shepherds who knew the message, right? And it's Mary and Joseph who, you know, not for nothing, but they kind of also knew the message too. And then it's Jesus who, well, he is the message. So who is the all, right? It kind of implies that there's something broader going on here, right? Because it wasn't as if Mary and Joseph were like, holy smokes, hey, I guess this really is, a, you know, the son of, like they kind of knew, especially Mary, right? I mean, they were not naive to what was going on there. I mean, the depths need to be pondered and kind of drawn out, but they knew that something significant, something heavenly was happening. And so the uh, the shepherds proclaiming to them wasn't something that for Mary and Joseph, I don't think was, I don't know, like startlingly like revealing. And so it kind of begs the question, well, who are the all who heard it and were amazed? And I think that kind of goes to what you say, Father, which is that it's really kind of drawn out to all of us. Because if you think about this, St. Luke is writing this gospel. Um, I, I think the gospel of Luke, I want to say, is written, you know, 60, 70, 80 AD, somewhere in that neighborhood, right? And so it's written maybe 30 to 40 years after Jesus died, right? So well after the birth of Jesus. So this isn't like a live stream narrative of the birth, right? And so when Luke is writing his gospel and putting these words down, you know, he's drawing it out for his audience that's going to read it. So there is some very reasonable sense of what you say, Father, which is all who heard it were amazed, which kind of draws all of us into this, you know, gospel story, this kind of infancy narrative um, that we are part of the all, you know, the, the readers of the gospel, the hearers of the word of God are part of this all. And so we're the ones who, when we hear the message that the Son of God has been born, that he's come into this world as the Savior to set us free from captivity, from sin. That's where we should rejoice. That's where we should be amazed. And so there's definitely like a um, a connection that kind of should draw us into the story. And um, we should kind of consider these gospel stories as not just a a biographical history of, you know, what happened to Jesus, which is, you know, fair, and that's a, a significant part of it, but also as a drawing for us. And the scriptures are a living scripture. The word of God is the living word of God. And, and the Lord speaks to us through these words. And that's part of the reason why we've, you know, done these Sunday prep, um, you know, videos and recordings is because we want to kind of see how the Lord is speaking 
um, to us today through the readings that we'll hear in the, the Sunday masses. And so there's definitely kind of a living component that we are the all. And then hopefully we are kind of, as you said, Father, amazed by this um, this revelation of, of who Christ is. And then kind of just to kind of, uh, again, piggyback on what you already said, because you, you said it so well uh, about Mary keeping all these in her heart. And, you know, the church has always looked at Mary as the model of the church. She is the model Christian. She is um, the one who is most like unto Christ, right? And the one who is uh, a kind of a great example for us to be like Mary so that we might be like Christ, right? And so um, she's always someone who we can look to and turn to. And the idea of kind of pondering these or reflecting on these truths, these uh, divine mysteries um, in her heart, and then in turn, we should reflect on them in our heart. Uh, you know, the only thing I would kind of kind of maybe highlight or, or consider is, you know, what does it mean to kind of reflect in your heart? And I think we, in a modern world, hear the word heart and we think of like a Hallmark movie or something super sentimental, like it's just warm, fuzzy feelings. And, you know, that's a cutesy way of thinking about it, but that's not how the catechism, uh, you know, in the church tradition describes like praying with our heart. And the idea of praying with the heart is to kind of uh, from the depths of our soul, from uh, our most inward place where, um, you know, God dwells within us, right? Kind of from the inner life of God from within us, from the grace of baptism, we're coming out from that. We're, so it's not necessarily just a place of like warm, fuzzy feelings, because let's be honest, like it's it's kind of easy sometimes to pray when you're feeling warm and fuzzy about it, but it's not easy to pray when you don't feel that. But we can still very much reflect from our heart and kind of contemplate in the depths of our heart these great mysteries even if we don't even if we don't always feel it right sometimes there's sadness uh you know again we kind of i keep saying this like the mystery of, of the nativity scene is like this um cutesy little like configuration of everyone sitting in a wonderful picturesque and it's like no it was probably really cold and you know mary just gave birth she probably wasn't like maybe feeling her best physically. And Joseph was probably a little bit like stressed out. Like, what am I going to do now? And there wasn't like, it was kind of a rough time. And yet in this kind of time of confusion and like, what's going to happen now? And what do we do? There's rejoicing and there's contemplation. And I think that's, again, that's a model for us to consider, you know, these mysteries in our own lives, because not every day is, you know, um, warm, fuzzy and feels great, but there is room for, um, rejoicing, there's room for contemplation, and there's room for kind of crying out uh, from the depths of our heart, our most inward being, kind of thinking about and reflecting on these mysteries. And I think um, it shouldn't be dependent upon how how good we feel, in a sense, but about like how true and how important and how, uh, to go back to the first line, how amazing these mysteries are. So, um, but again, I'm not really saying anything new because you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Father. So um, I'm going to wrap up there and let everyone else kind of carry on with their day. <laughs> well, you know, but there's really a lot to carry, even from, from one sentence, uh, you pick one and you can walk through the whole year and really grow in a, in a deeper relationship uh, with, with the word of God, with, with your faith, right? So I hope that will uh, open up a new year, new experiences, uh, new depths of your faith, your heart, your mind, so that they can all be uh, united with God's and with other people. We are all sent to, to, to serve one another with the very word of God. So may that very word bless you, strengthen you, and definitely may the intercession of 
the great mother of God, uh, Mary, the Blessed Virgin, be upon all of us in this in this new 2023. God bless you all, and uh, we'll see you all. And I will see you when I come back. Uh, so uh, when uh, let's hope I will be able to do it from Poland, so maybe from my home uh, I'll be able to do it. But we'll see how the time goes. You know, you know how the how it is when you get with the family. Everyone wants to talk. <laughs> so we go. we'll see. God bless you once again. Bye everyone.